Hello, it's great to be with you again. I'm always enjoying the time that we can share as we open God's Word and we see what He would have for us. Today, I, I want to share with you as a, a young man, I was growing up in the, here in the Southern California area, and, and I would always look to certain heroes that were always uh, uh, an example to me. And, and when you would find those examples, you would look and, and see, you would find uh, the Lone Ranger, or you'd find Hopalong Cassidy, or you'd see Superman. In whatever circumstances, whatever the challenge they faced, uh, they would go into action to do the right thing. It seemed like the way that they worked was in line with, and it seemed like in those days there was a, a standard that we could hold to that was something that came from God's Word. It was uh, truth and justice. But it seems like these days we've lost that opportunity. It seems like uh, the heroes of the past are no longer. In fact, what was once the hero has become somewhat of an anti-hero, someone uh, who was always uh, for truth and justice has somehow become a dark element within our media. And it, I struggle with the heroes of today are quite often all about themselves. They all want to consume. They want to put themselves, they're, they're as scripture sometimes says, they're puffed up. They're all about themselves. Today, as we go to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, let's look and see what does God lift up as the people that should be our hero. First Chronicles chapter 12, verses 23 through 40. These are the numbers of the men armed for battle who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him, as the Lord had said. From Judah, carrying shield and spear, 6,800 armed for battle. From Simeon, warriors ready for battle, 7,100. From Levi, 4,600 including Jehoiada, leader of the family of Aaron, with 3,700 men, and Zadok, a brave young warrior with 22 officers from his family. From Benjamin, Saul's tribe, 3,000, most of whom had remained loyal to Saul's house until then. From Ephraim, brave warriors famous in their own clans, 20,800. From half the tribe of Manasseh, designated by name to come and make David king, 18,000. From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. 200 chiefs, with all their relatives under their command. From Zebulun, experienced soldiers prepared for battle with every type of weapon to help David with undivided loyalty. 50,000. From Nephtalite, 1,000 officers, together with 37,000 men carrying shields and spears. From Dan, Ready for battle, 28,600. 
from Asher, experienced soldiers prepared for battle, 40,000. And from east of the Jordan, from Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, armed with every type of weapon, 120,000. All these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They came to Hebron fully determined to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. The men spent three days there with David, eating and drinking, for their families had supplied provisions for them. Also, their neighbors from as far away as Issachar, Zebulun, and Nephtalite came bringing food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen. There were plentiful supplies of flour, fig cakes, raisin cakes, wine, olive oil, cattle, and sheep, for there was joy in Israel. When I was growing up, as I share with you my background in things, I, I, when I was growing up, there was never any profanity in the media. It was not done. And then as I moved on into my younger adult years, it kind of became where they would bleep things out. They would beep or whatever. But today, it's not even bleeped out anymore. It seems like at award shows, on talk shows, profanity is just commonplace. We also recognize that pornography, the, the issues of lust and struggle that young people will have, is, uh, is something that was, in my day, it was kind of in a magazine behind the, the, the garage or something. And then it became like, well, it was controlled. It was rated, you know, PG-13 or R-rated or sometimes even an X-rated movie in, in the 70s and 80s. But today it's, it's available anywhere on the Internet. The web just is flat out providing it to our culture. And I want to look at those particular heroes uh, that guided with wisdom the direction that uh, David would take. So if you would, let's turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 12, and we're going to look here at the latter part of the chapter. Particularly, I want to lift up, and this is a great, the, these guys are heroes. And it's in verse 32. It says, from Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do. These were along with the number of people who joined David and became his mighty army. Within that group were some men of Issachar that understood the times and knew what Israel should do. They were people with discernment. They were people with wisdom. And I want to encourage us today, in your own life, in my life, I need to seek people who have that discernment, who have wisdom. If I want to listen to the media today, it will pull me to the left, it will pull me to the right, it won't let me walk in the middle. It, it says, no, you must do this or you must do that, or you can't be my friend or you won't do that. There's a lot of disunity. Whereas God intended for you and I to bring unity with love into the circumstances we are involved in. 
I pray that you find that person in your life that is like a man of Issachar, a woman of Issachar, the one who will provide understanding with discernment, to be able to call good good and not lift up what is evil and try and say everyone should do this. No, it's the men of Issachar, the women and men in our lives today who will be able to guide us into maturity. Now also there is going to be the baton that will be passed that we will at a point become those people of Issachar, that we will be the ones discerning, seeing as we look at God's word and looking at the world and comparing and saying, what's wrong here? What needs to happen? I want to encourage you that God's word is the foundation, the basis of all faith and practice. If it doesn't continue or, or align itself with God's word, we need to ask God, how come we're not understanding in this way? And let his Holy Spirit guide us and we will be able to discern what is right and what is wrong in the place that God has provided for us. In his word, he gives us the foundation for all of our faith and our practice because culture seems to press us. No, we're, we're not like those of old. It's called chronological snobbery. C.S. Lewis talked about it. Those things of the past, those things that are old, they have no value. Only our new thoughts, our new appetites, our new persuasions, they're the only thing that's good. No, 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 no. God's word is, is sharper than any two-edged sword and it is transcending all of time and we need to hold on to it for that, again, foundation of faith and practice. Now, when David had those men of Issachar, they were able to help give wise leadership and give thoughts to David's direction. But there were also others that brought much to the table. And I mean, when I mean the table, it said all of these who were part of David's mighty army would bring resources and they would sit together, resources of food. They would be able to eat together, dine together, fellowship together. In our place in church and in the times when we become a part of, we need to bring our resources and allow it to support the ministry and allow it to be part of the work of the fellowship in the ministry. Both men of Issachar and resources we find here today. God bless you. Discernment, discernment and wisdom the men of Essachar brought. Many, many of the others, they brought resources for us. And in that, when they brought that food, as I shared, they were able to share it together. The men, in verse 39, the men spent three days there with David, eating and drinking, for their families had supplied provisions for them. And then at the final last line, for there was joy in Israel. I pray today as you look at the ministry 
the involvement you're in in a church setting or in a mission setting. May the joy of the Lord be brought to you by those who are involved with you together. Let's look, look to God for His strength. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you that you've not left us without those who will guide, those that who can be our examples, that no longer can we trust our cultures to be the example or lifting up the right thing. But Lord, in you, we will always, we will always find the right way. We pray today, Lord, that you would uh, glorify yourself in our lives, that we would do things that would bring praise to your name, and that there would be great joy wherever and everywhere we are ministering for you today. Lord, go with us and strengthen us. Give us wisdom in your powerful and precious name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world of stepping in closer, see you.